You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Code word PHNX. Put down $5 on an NFL game. And you know what? If you win, you're going to get a couple hundred dollars in free plays to make that work. We're now joined by Sterling Lane, the uh, four-star linebacker from Oaks Christian. Sterling, how you doing, my man? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk a little bit about just kind of who you are before uh, we get to everything else. Just, you know, um, what uh, what kind of makes you tick? Where When did you get into football? Uh, I believe I got into football at like a young age. Uh, I started off playing uh, flag football, and I was too rough for that. So my dad put me into tackle football, and then from there, I just found in love with the game, and it just took off from there. Did football always come easy to you? I wouldn't say it came easy, but I just uh, it made more sense than everything else did than any other sport did. All right, so you uh, when did you start getting recruited at a uh, you know a level where you're like, man, I'm going to be able to play college football. I'm going to be able to play it at a high level. Uh, I remember people always told me when I was an eighth grade I could I had the potential to be a D1 player, a Power Five player, but I I really got started recruiting that my sophomore year. High school. Were you always with linebacker always the position that you were going to play? Uh, nah. I mean, you know, uh, everybody want to be a quarterback. Everybody want to be like one of them, one of like the people who make all the plays. But you know, I feel like I fell in love with defense and playing outside linebacker, defensive end. Just I just love tackling people, hitting people. What would you say are kind of the strengths to your game right now? Because when I watch it from an outside perspective, you're a kid that's physical. You're a kid that. It looks like, you know, you're always kind of anticipating the next play. It looks like you've got a real head for the game. Yes, sir. Uh, I feel like for me, it's just, uh, uh, like you said, I'm very physical. I, love, I have a lot of passion for the game. Uh, strength-wise, I worked on that to get better strength-wise. Uh, speed, and mainly just, just the physicality has always been there. Now, let's talk now a little bit about the recruitment. So, you know, Arizona is kind of in the midst of a losing streak, but you've got a new coach in Jed Fish who yes, inherited the roster, and he's been selling a vision from day one. He's got a staff full of NFL guys. You're a guy, first of all, that could have played at a lot of different schools. So what about Arizona? What about Jed Fish made Sterling Lane say, you know what, that's the place that I want to go to? I feel like when I, when I talked to Coach Fish is how his, his vision – made sense and for me I was always raised on family is most important thing you know uh I was a big I gotta have a big family and love for family and I saw that culture that they was bringing his vision was that they want to take things to the next level even though they say they want to go back to how the desert storm was but they still have that vision of having a big family and a big culture to it and I, I just fell in love with that now you um wow you have a uh, you have a body that looks like it's ready to you know play college football pretty quickly. Is that um, when they talk to you? How do they see you kind of fitting in? How do they see you next year when Sterling Lane hits campus? How do they see you contributing immediately? Because I know that's got to be probably the plan. Uh, I feel like when I talked to him, he said he loves my energy. I bring the energy to the team. I bring my physicality and mainly just go go to the school and just disrupt in the back, be disruptive in the backfield. Uh, read, read all the plays I can and just do what I do. Now, the the interesting, the cool thing about Arizona football right now, and especially kind of with the way that Jed Fish is recruiting, is that 
fans are excited kind of about this new era. Now, again, you know, struggling a little bit right now, but I think the, the, the excitement is because of the coaching staff and about how young, about how young everybody is. But at the same time, it seems like there's a vision going forward. It seems like it's an easy thing to sell because again, you've got on the defensive side of the ball, you've got a guy like a Don Brown who's been around everywhere. He's, I think four of the top 10 highest paid guys in the entire NFL are guys that Don Brown coach. Was that a kind of an easy thing to, you know, be able to, you know, sell you on coming to the U of A? Um, yeah, sort of. That's, uh, mainly I liked his energy and his, how intense he was and how passionate he was about football. And that's how he, how he planned to use me and how he planned to build me as a player. It just, it, I want to say it kind of it kind of gave me it gave me that vision in the sense where like I can really be this and he can make he can put me there you know right so, so yeah now you there's a lot of really good players obviously where you're from I mean you come from That's one right. of the best high schools in the entire country you know Oaks That's Christian right. what. If, when you're going against all these guys in practice, do you feel it gives you a little bit of a leg up to the next level? Because a lot of kids aren't going against the type of players, Sterling, that you're going against on a daily basis. Yeah, um, I feel like in practice, you just gotta. Get, I feel like when I go, when we go competitive in practice, it's mainly I kind of bring all that I can. Just make my teammates better, and they make me better too. And it just, I want to say, it's kind of natural in practice to just go hard every play. Or just to just to go hard all the time you can, and just just to make everything more intense with offense, and just to contact with offense, even in practice. Now you uh, you talked a lot about you know your visit to Arizona and what a big deal you know that was, and we're getting a lot of comments here. People are incredibly excited to see you when you get to the U of A. Leonard Woodson, this kid is the truth. Sean Seeley, bear down. And uh, I like this one too. Some say the QB's hel- helmet is still rolling after Lane gave him that smoke. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, just talk a little bit about your visit, my man, because it seemed after reading everything, reading your quotes, yeah. it seemed like it just kind of clicked for you. Yeah. Um, I remember going to the visit and just my mom was like, just see what, what, what it is, you know, just see how you feel about this. And it's, it's my dad always told me it's a feeling that you get when you know you're at home and just to see when you get that feeling then that's where you know you want to be. And as soon as I stepped onto the campus, I just felt I got that feeling. As soon as I met Coach Dan Fish, Coach Ricky Hundley, Coach Don Brown, I just got that feeling like this is where I, I should be. Take us through the recruiting process a little bit. Uh, one of the things that I think is exciting for Arizona uh, fans is that anybody that looks at your tape, and you don't need to be a football expert, you've got the look of somebody that's a little bit different. You've got the look of kind of the kid that, you know, can play at SC, can play at LSU. I know that you had some big time offers. Take us through the recruiting process a little bit and just, you know, where, what you were looking for in the ideal school. Uh, In ideal school, I was looking for mainly just a family and maybe just uh, the vision of where I could play and where I could succeed the most and where I could be, I could be the dude at that school. I feel like with with the recruiting class that we got, I feel like we can just take over the whole. We can take over the whole Pac-12 with the recruiting class that we have. So it was just going there, just made everything exciting. I was like, I would love to jump on board. 
Do you, uh, was there any pressure to, you know, stay home? Did you, I mean, obviously Southern California kids, a lot of times end up staying home or did you, was it, was distance not really a factor for you? Uh, it wasn't really a factor because man, I'm not, I'm not from Southern California. Right. To tell y'all, I'm not from there. So where are you from originally? Was, uh, Southern Illinois. Okay. Um, mainly it was just like, I could have stayed close to my family. I could have stayed close to, I could have went to my family in Michigan. I could have went back to my family in Missouri, but I chose Arizona too. Mainly just to, I wouldn't say go back, go backtrack to where I'm from just to keep moving forward. And I feel like Arizona can give me that, that idea place where it's still a family thing, where I'm still close, but I can still be on my own and stuff like that. Did you, um, Tell, take us through a little bit of your journey then, because you've been, obviously, you moved to Los Angeles. Kind of take us through, you know, your childhood a little bit. How did you get to where you are right now? Uh, mainly, born uh, in Huntersville, North Carolina. Uh, moved, to, moved to Southern Illinois. From there, moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And then from there, eighth grade year, moved to uh, Southern California. And then from there, uh, that's just how, that's how it went. <laughs> And then we got Megatron's dad says Midwest yes, roots, SoCal yes, swagger. Yes, <laughs> bear down, it's yes, bear down, it's personal. Okay, yes, um, Deuce, uh, before we let before we let you go, talk a little bit about some of the. Uh, <laughs> these comments are great. The t- talk a little bit about just like you know, you've got a guy in Noah Fafita at Servite. You got Kean Burnett as well. Do you stay in contact? Do you do you stay in contact with kids that are kind of in your area? Is that something you'll wait until you get to college to really meet them? How does that go in the year 2021 with high profile yeah. kids like yourself? Yeah. I feel like you should for me, I'm I'm right now I'm trying to uh, get in touch with them more, you know, to see what they're looking at, to see how they feel. Um, see like how we plan on what we can do to change the change the Pac-12. You know, I feel like it's good as a recruiting class to talk, just to just to visualize what y'all gonna do. But um, mainly it's just to grow that bondship because you know people just grow that bond. And I feel like the teams that have the best bond on team wise are succeed succeed more on the field than anybody else. You mentioned the family aspect and kind of the bond exactly. that you felt with some of the coaches here at the U of A. Is that uh, was that the kind of the overwhelming thing you were looking for when you were looking at a school? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, along with that, and some other factors, but yeah, mainly, mainly that. Okay, Sterling. Before we let you go, do you have a message for U of A fans? Because I know that there's a lot of people looking forward to seeing you out on the field sure. there next year. Just, I feel like with this season, just be patient, you know. I feel like with this recruiting class, we can, we're going to change the whole, the whole dynamic of Arizona. We're going to put us under a 22 class. We're going to put the city of Tucson on our back. So just be patient and wait, wait to find out. And that's what people want to hear, man, putting the city of Tucson right. on your back. This is going to be that game-changing class. Sterling, can't thank you enough for coming on, my man. And we'll definitely be in touch, and we'd love to have you back on again, buddy. Thank you for having me. Okay, thanks again. Sterling Lane, four-star linebacker from Oaks Christian, joining us here. And we'll get to that a little bit on the other side, but how fantastic is that, though, to have some of that hope that you've got going if you're an Arizona Wildcat fan? And you know what else can bring a little bit of hope? And that's DraftKings, because you can hop onto DraftKings right now, and you know what? Code word PHNX for new people. If you put down $5 and your team wins, 
guess what? You get $200 to play with. It's really that simple. A lot of people are hopping on. A lot of people are making it happen. And you know what? You guys should as well. I've been doing it. I took the under in an uh, the Arizona-Colorado game. Felt pretty good about it. And you know what? I uh, If I was a new customer, I would have gotten $200 to be able to uh, play with if I had bet the right side of that game. So there's a lot of stuff that you can really get to. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, DraftKings is fantastic. One eight hundred next step. If you got a gambling issue, new customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for all the details. And what's fun about being on here in PHNX Sports is that we got kids on here who we're going to be recruiting or recruiting. We're going to be talking to on a daily basis and try to give you guys kind of a lay of the land and how everything looks a little bit differently from that kid's point of view. And that's what we're doing here. You look around and you know what, you've got the same thing going on for the, uh, the sun devils. You got great Cardinals coverage. You've got sons, anything in the state, we got you covered. All right. I thought Sterling hit on an interesting point there. And we're going to get to some of these comments right here. And KB Thiel first one said, I love the confidence. I've watched some tape, but couldn't pen a good comparison. Who do you think your game resembles? That was a little bit after I wanted to try to get to that with Sterling. But KB, he said something that he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades type player. And when you watch his tape, he looks different. There's some guys in this class that just look different than the kind of players that we're accustomed to. And that's not a slight towards any of the players, but Arizona generally isn't used to getting four-star, high four-star caliber kids. And that's why some of the kids that we've had on, you had on Kean Burnett, we'll get to him in just a minute, but we'll stick with Sterling Lane. You look at him, six foot four, six foot three, somewhere in that range, a solid 235 pounds. And I've watched the recruiting game pretty closely over the years. This is the kind of kid that if he dragged it out, he would have probably been able to go to about any school that he wanted. But and we, anytime you talk with a recruit right now, they say the same exact thing about Jed Fish. They say that he was able to sell a vision for me. He was able to say, you know what, we've got a younger staff in here. And you know what, the guys that aren't young, they've got a great pedigree, like a Don Brown, guys like that, that it's easy to point to and it's easy to say, that's who I want to be like. That's who I want to be coached by. And these are the kind of kids you need to be able to win. Now, I don't know that Arizona is ever going to recruit at a USC level. Well, I mean, as a matter of fact, you won't recruit at a USC level, but if you can get and string together top 30 recruiting classes on a season by season by season basis, then you just got to coach them up. What's difficult is if you have a recruiting class where you've got guys that are, you know, you're beating out Tulane, you're beating out ULL Monroe, you're beating out schools like that. That's when it becomes difficult because you've really got to coach them up. Now, if you get a top 30 class like this class could be, then it's on Jed Fish. You know what? You're going to need a little bit of time. But if I've got a Sterling Lane who looks a lot different, who could play at USC, could play at about any school. If I've got a Kean Burnett, if I've got a 
you know, guys of that caliber that can play anywhere. And then I can sprinkle them in with my Noah Fafitas. I can sprinkle them in with other players that just look different, that look the part. Then you can start winning some games right there. And I think that's what's exciting about what you're doing. Now, nobody's, you know, thrilled about what you've seen on the field to this point. But, I mean, let's be honest here. No matter what you think of Jed Fish, is this really Jed Fish's fault? I mean, you've had a program that sure has some good players, but it's been neglected from a recruiting standpoint. Now, you could say that I wish we had beaten some schools that, you know, the Colorado game was closer. Yeah, sure. But the essence is still kind of the same, though. The essence is that you want Arizona to be able to recruit guys at a higher level. And that's exactly what you got right now with Jed Fish. And you're just going to have to be able to hold on to him. And uh, we got a couple quotes right here that uh, Sean Seeley makes a great point. He says, we need to get all the talent that we can. And (laughs) from your mouth to God's ears, that is so true. I get people all the time saying, well, you know what? Should we recruit two quarterbacks in this class? No, you need to get whoever you can get because right now, you're just not quite good enough. And his second point is interesting too. This certainly doesn't go to Jed Fish. This goes to a totally different situation that Arizona can't even really recruit Sal Point. Now, I'm going to say this in defense of Jed Fish. If Jed Fish was here, I'm pretty sure that he would have put far more of an interest into Sal Point High School because you've got guys like a B. John Robinson, a Lathan Ransom, a Bruno Fina, Jonah Miller, guys like that. I'm not saying that Jed Fish would have gotten those guys, but he's going to be recruiting them till the very end. And I think that's what's different about what you're seeing right now. You're seeing a staff, you're seeing a recruiting mentality of guys that care. And that is, that's just a little bit different than certainly what you saw during the Kevin Sumlin era. And honestly, what's a little bit different too, let's be honest. DraftKings. DraftKings is the place where you can hop on and it's easy to navigate. My buddy John Schuster is not a big gambler. He's not great with the technological aspects of everything, but he is able to navigate it easily and he loves the deal. And right now, the deal that they got going right now is you put down $5 on an NFL game and guess what? If you win, you get $200 to play with. So who doesn't want something like that? And who knows? You can take that $200 and then you can sprinkle that in and go for something totally more than that. You can try to parlay that. You can do all kinds of different things. And that's what DraftKings can do. And honestly, it's the only one that I mess with. So go to code word PHNX and hop on. Also, something and Justin Spears and I talked about this yesterday. Manscaped. All right. We're in the year 2021 and it's not, it's, it should be easy to talk about grooming down below. Let's be honest here because everybody does it. So Manscaped is on the cutting edge of pretty much everything when it comes to this. I've got all my stuff right here and you know what? It's easy. It's accessible. And that's what they major. That's what they master in. You want to get onto Manscaped and you want to be able to exact what you can from them. And again, if you put in the code word PHNX, you're going to get a lot of really, you're going to get some nice little discounts here as well. And what kind of discounts are those? Well, let's be honest, 20% off and free shipping with the code word PHNX. 
at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off and free shipping. So take advantage of that. Hop on there and get into the 21st century, the year 2021, like all of us are. All right, let's get to some questions right now. And all right, KB Thiel, first question. We weren't going to be good one way or the other. Anyone who thought otherwise is a homer. Year three is when Jed era really begins. Two classes under his belt and a year or two of coaching up. That's exactly what it is, period. This isn't college basketball where John Calipari can go from any school he wants and you know bring with him five five-star kids and all of a sudden we're going to be good. There's 22 men on the field, and you know what? You're probably going to have a lot of dudes that are going to get hurt on top of that. So if you go there and you don't recruit and consistently recruit, it's going to show up. And it's not just something that you can put a Band-Aid or an elixir on and say to yourself, okay, well, we're going to be good now. That's just not how it works. And that's why you need to be able to take advantage of recruiting classes year after year. You know, to to KB's point – Yes, you do. This this class is incredibly important, but it's also the class after that where you get three classes in there and you can continue to build off of that. So, all right, <laughs> Sean Seeley, we'll get it. That's a great question. We're going to get off topic here just briefly. How in the hell is DeAndre Ayton not signed yet? <laughs> I agree with you. As a Suns fan, I have no clue whatsoever what they're waiting on. You're the Suns. You're not a free agent destination. So why in the world wouldn't you get DeAndre Ayton signed? And we'll talk about that a little bit more. And you know what? We'll talk about that probably a little bit more next week. But let's get back to some football here. Megatron's dead. The class that Fish has going right now is setting up to be the best class since the number 31 class in 2014. That class was added to the team that Rich Rod took to the Pac-12 South. And, you know, this isn't meant to minimize the 2014 class, fellas. But it always felt like those guys didn't necessarily look the part that some of these guys that you have coming in right now. And I'll, I'll give an example. We talked about Sterling Lane. Kean Burnett's another one where I'm not a recruiting expert. I can't really you know sit here and tell you why the kid from Calabasas is better than the kid from you know somewhere in Alabama. But when I watch Kean Burnett, the four-star tight end out of Servite, I think to myself, why isn't this kid a five-star? What can people really do better than him at that position? Now, again, I haven't seen all the guys. I'm not Greg Biggins, but he looks to me like a kid that should be better than that. And that's why I think you've got to be incredibly enthused if you're a U of A Wildcat fan about, you know, the guys that are coming in right here. And let's see here. But, uh, da, 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 da. okay, Megatron's dead. Um, <laughs> DraftKings is a gamble. Don't gamble with your family jewels. Manscaped. You know, sometimes things just write themselves. And honestly, I think I know who this is. I think his name's Ray. Ray, you should be the one reading those, not me right there. And so pretty excited about this recruiting class. We're going to continue to get guys on here. But, guys, Let's break down a little bit of the Washington game here before we sign off. Washington, Arizona tomorrow, 730. And if you're not back in the A, you better be back in the A because there will be a roll call tweet coming out tomorrow about back in the A. And I expect everyone on there to be either retweet or like it. 
Arizona starts out at about 15 points. It's it's now at about 16 and a half, depending on when you look. A lot of money's been going in on Washington. And I've watched Washington a lot this year. They're not very good. But I also think it goes to show you, too, that Arizona at this stage in the game, I see you guys back in the A. Arizona at this stage in the game just – you just don't have enough talent on both sides. Now, granted, Washington has been incredibly inept this year, but I think betters are looking at it, and they're probably thinking that this is going to be a team that where the talent disparity plays itself out. Now, my draft now, my DraftKings pick of the week, since this is a Thursday and we've got a Friday game, you know what? Take this for what it's worth. I'm back in the A. And I'm going to take Arizona with the 16 and a half points. That's my DraftKings pick of the week right there. I'm back in the A. I'm putting my money. I'm putting my words where my mouth is. I don't know if that's a thing, but I'm going to take that. Now, what I'm excited to see, honestly, is Will Plummer. Again, Ray, don't don't rip into me. But I could <laughs> – Arizona – Arizona money line book it KB Thiel that, that right there throwing that one out there, and Scott Schlittenhart, I keep it old school, just straight bear down. I totally agree with you. Back the A is a little bit more of a it's more of a it's a little bit of a joke, but where I'm excited to see Will Plummer only because of this that at least I know he's going to throw the ball downfield. Nobody wants to see any quarterback get hurt. And no, and by all accounts, Gunnar Cruz is a great kid, but I really couldn't watch the horizontal pass game anymore. And honestly, that's something that I just, I don't want to see at least Will Plummer's going to throw the ball downfield. And you know what? If Will Plummer doesn't succeed, then you got Jamari Joyner. And by all accounts, a couple birdies told me this, Jamari might be getting 25, 30% of the reps in practice. I think he's made a pretty good impression on the coaching staff. And, you know, if Will struggles, my whole thing is this. What do you really have to lose? Throw in Jamari, see what he can do. And you know what? Maybe he can back the A in a way that some of the other quarterbacks couldn't. Like Megatron's dad, Ray, says, I don't give a – if the line moves to 60, back the A, and we're all going to be back in the A right here. And a good way to back the A is to subscribe to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Because you're going to get all this stuff. we got Sterling Lane. We've talked with Keen Burnett, Noah Fafita. And we're going to continue to talk with these recruits. And that's why you want to hop on here. And honestly, go PHNX is a spot to be. It's the part of the future. It's part of the present. You've got all kinds of great Cardinals, Suns, Sun Devils, Coyotes, Diamondbacks. We got you covered in the state. Anything you want, we got you covered. And... Let's get to a couple more questions before we sign off. Scott Schlittenhart, Z, over or under 250 passing yards for Plummer? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you one thing, Scott. If it's over 250 yards passing for Plummer, you got to feel really good about Arizona's chances to stay within 16 and a half. That's a real good way to back the A right there. Over 250 yards, I will take every single day of the week. All right, Megatron's dead. Joyner recreates the flip to win the game. Book it. All right. People that don't know what uh, Ray's talking about, you know, sometimes you see media people that don't know really the history of Arizona. This is one that you should know. 
And that's the leap by the lake. Ortiz Jenkins runs in for a touchdown, flips into the end zone, and Arizona wins up in Washington in a game where Arizona's best player, Chris McAllister, was actually uh, not playing in that game. I believe he was suspended. And that Arizona team finished top five in the nation. So, And it doesn't happen without the leap by the lake. All right. Sean Seeley, bear down for life. KB Thiel, I like that we didn't wear white in the whiteout but wore blue but are back to wearing white at home against this <laughs> against this game. LMAO, I'm not sure where to go with that, but I definitely agree with you there, dude. And uh, any chance uh, Plummer stays on the team next year from Sean Seeley? You know, I think it honestly just comes down to if how he performs. If he's good or he shows a glimmer of hope, then I think you absolutely try to keep him. But if he struggles – you know, it might be best for him to go to a place like an NAU or, you know, a school like that where you can play immediately because you're going to have Jordan McLeod coming back. You're going to have Noah Fafita. So you're going to have other options there. And so I think a lot of it depends on how he plays there, fellas. And I think that's going to be a big part of what what you're going to be looking for here. We're going to be back with you on the post game tomorrow. Myself and uh, the great one, Anthony Jamino, breaking everything down. Can't thank you enough, guys. This was awesome. Everybody hopping in, contributing. And one last thing where Scott Schlittenhardt says, if the Leap 2.0 happens, I will rush the field at the local high school in Minnesota. And knowing Scott, I can confirm that that will happen. But we'll be back with you tomorrow, probably about 11 o'clock. Post-game show right after the game with myself and Anthony Gimino. And everybody out there, thanks a ton for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.